Merry Christmas, ladies and gentlemen, from Josiah Radio. I've got finally, I've been trying to get her back on the show for, let me see, has it been about three, four months since our last show? Uh, that's not for lack of trying. It's just that either my schedule was getting too busy or her schedule was getting a little packed. So finally, we finally got to reunite. So Lila, tell me first, how much do you love Christmas, especially in your part of the world, Finland? And then second, what's your affinity or love for Christmas music? Well, I've always really loved Christmas, you know, and I guess I've even grown to love Christmas more when I've understood the spiritual meaning of Christmas, you know, more clearly as I've grown older. It's just always been a very big thing for my family and for just, you know, my immediate family and the extended family. And I love Christmas in Finland. You know, it's just the serenity and it's so solemn somehow. And, you know, even though the world is getting more secular all the time and Christmas is not emphasized in the correct way, but still there is this Christian influence uh, still today. And that's why, you know, I love uh, Christmas so much that even in the secular world that we are living in, we can see a glimpse of, you know, uh, the Bible and just the spiritual meaning of Christmas too. And uh, Christmas music has also been really close to my heart. Uh, I kind of love all kinds of Christmas music, like uh, Finnish one, but then also like the kind of uh, American Christmas classics. I love them too. So, but um, you know, above all, of course, I love the ones with Christian meanings. Like I don't listen to. Yeah you know, really secular Christmas songs, at least not anymore. Uh, so, yeah. That's awesome. So let's see, as I explained to you before the show started, how your preferences are going to comply with comparing a orchestra with a choir up against people that have to do their voices to do all the work for them, the music, the vocals, everything. So let's see um, who's more skillful in this area. All right, so starting with round number one, it's going to be O Come Emmanuel by Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir and the London Studio Orchestra. That was Okami Manuel by Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir and the London Studio Orchestra up against It Came Upon a Midnight Clear by Glad. Uh. 
Yeah, one of my favorite things I love that Glad does is <clears throat> their background vocalists, I think, do the work of almost like a symphony orchestra when it comes to their melodies with their voices. So that was really pleasant to listen to. What do I think is the better intro, though? This is not going to be too difficult for me because I kind of feel like to the masses, from like a musical standardized standpoint, I'm giving this to Okami Manuel because it's a little more epic. It's a little more mainstream. It has the flow of what you would expect from an intro. It came upon a midnight clear kind of sounds like um, the excuse they use. I know this is a crazy example, but some people, when they go back to reference Avengers Age of Ultron, they kind of felt like the intro to that movie starts in the middle of a movie. So I have the same thing with It Came Upon a Midnight Clear by Glad. Instead of sounding like an intro, it sounds like you started in the middle of a song and then continuing the journey from there. So as far as intro goes, like making you feel like you're beginning something, um, even though it was less experimental, I do give Glad props for being a little more experimental. I'm going to give it to Brooklyn Tabernacle on this one. What about you? Yeah, I think I... I'm with you. I feel like, you know, okay, I'll come Emmanuel, definitely more epic. Um, I mean, like, honestly, I was thinking about this, like, do I like that in a Christmas song? This whole, like, epicness and, you know, but then when I, like, thought about it, you know, it's like, oh, come Emmanuel, right? And this is about Jesus' birth, and it was a very magnificent moment, you know, with the angel choir singing, so I don't really mind that sort of epicness and, you know, uh, I think it became upon a midnight clear, yeah, like, um, more gentle, more sweet, like, I appreciate that too, but, you know, like, I feel like we did miss something, you know, it's still like, yeah, I definitely missed something, and I guess most, like, yeah, I think mainstream would love Okami Manual more. Yeah, yeah. Actually, Okami Manual actually sounds like if the president of the United States like had like a Christmas special in New York City, it sounds like that type of choir would like be invited to sing at that event. So yeah, um, definitely that's one point in Brooklyn Tabernacle's favor. Let's get into round number two, which by the way, since the audience already knows, this is old school just Josie I radio in the sense that this is preview rounds instead of whole whole song rounds. All right, go tell it on the mountain by Glad. Holy light. Holy light. Go tell it on the mountain. 
Go Tell It on the Mountain by GLAD. Once again, not to be confused with G-L-A-A-D, like the LGBTQ community. Anyway, going up against You Shall Call His Name Jesus by Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir. You shall call his name Jesus by Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir up against Glad. Go tell it on the mountain. Harder for me than the first round. I'm going to say why, because similar in the sense where I felt like Glad took a lot more skill to do. You shall call his name Jesus is not that skillful of a song. Very simple, very basic. But what it does, especially if I'm trying to play it from the ear of a radio executive, is... It gives me that, for all the things I hate about New York, it gives me that old Christmas in New York movie vibe, especially with the beginning pianos and keys. That was very ear-tingling cotton candy for me. So, um, And I think it's more easily accessible to sing along to as opposed to Glad's version of Go Tell It on the Mountain. That takes, like in my professional opinion, weeks to months maybe arguably even years of acapella experience to recreate what they did on that version. So if I was going for me personally, I would go with glad because it, it went more, it has more skill to create, but if I'm playing from the ear of a radio executive, I have to go with Brooklyn Tabernacle again. So I guess I'm going with Brooklyn. What about you? I mean, this is actually more easier, like just easier for me. Like I thought go tell it on the mountain. was just kind of weird <laughs> to be quite honest. <laughs> I mean, even though, yeah, it's playful. It's a playful song. It's, you know, I guess what you can sing, you're singing kindergarten, I would uh, presume. But still, like, I don't know. I didn't, like, fully get into it. Um, and usually call his name Jesus. I mean, yeah, it was simple. But at the same time, it was, like, way more solemn, more sweet, you know. Like, it was just more Christmassy. And, like, uh, from my perspective as just me and as a like radio you know executive i would go with you shall call his name jesus great all right so they got a big lead so far on the first two rounds brooklyn tabernacle starting with a 2-0 lead going to the third round first day of the sun by brooklyn tabernacle choir
First Day of the Sun by Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir, up against Angels from the Realms of Glory by Glad. Angels from the Realms of Glory by Glad, up against First Day of the Sun by Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir. I'm not crazy about either of these songs, but I'm going to give, again, bonus points to Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir for having guts and taking a risk of blending cruise ship-type reggae with Christmas music. An odd combination that might be jarring for some, but I think was still a worthy risk and still paid off more than expected. So, very simple, to the point. I'm giving it to Brooklyn Tabernacle. What about you, Lila? I mean, I gotta be honest with you. <laughs> First day of the sun was so weird. It was giving me under the sea vibes. <laughs> like, I, I just the orchestra was so weird. <laughs> like, I don't know. It just, I, it was very unsettling for me. <laughs> uh, Angels from the realms of glory. I think, you know, as an acapella setting, maybe like, you know, not as complex as the previous one it was maybe a bit more simple but still i think it was beautiful and there was like it was didn't go overboard either you know i think there was enough knickknacks there with like maintaining the kind of serenity and beauty of like i I think what i would you know call a christmas song that Mm -hmm. needs that sort of thing so yeah definitely angels from the realms of glory (laughs) because i was just laughing because it was the um, first Jeff Sun, it was just, I couldn't get it out of my head. It was giving me under the sea vibes. Like, <laughs> I just thought Sebastian was singing this whole thing. It was just, it was weird. <laughs> that's funny uh to me the only reason why i didn't give uh, extra points to glad on this one is because it went into borderline lullaby territory for me. And for me, that's where it gets dangerous for me as a listener because there's a difference between songs that relax me and songs that put me to sleep. If you're going to put me to sleep, at least still 
keep my brain awake to the point where I can still feel something solid in the song, not because I'm starting to get bored of the execution. <laughs> so um, anyway, that was the only other reason why. But that would imply that we have opposing votes on this one, so no result there, which means Broken Tabernacle still is two up. So let's get into round number four. Glad with the first Noel. <laughs> The first Noel by Glad up against Love Came Down by Broken Tabernacle Choir. Love Came Down by Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir up against the first Noel by Glad. What I think Love Came Down did is it took what you shall call his name Jesus did and kind of leveled it up by one step. It has the same sugary cotton candy type keys in the beginning that makes you feel like you're looking into a, a glass ball with a snowman in it in a music box. But at the same token, it then takes you on like a slow R&B jazz type of vibe that is still just as relaxing as the aforementioned song, but also 
kind of levels it up a bit because of how much more stylistically it goes. Um, the first Noel to me, probably even a little more boring, I think, than Angels from the Realms of Glory. And surprisingly, I know Lila's going to be shocked for me saying this. I think that was more jarring to listen to than Go Tell It on the Mountain. So, because I don't have much to say about it, again, I'm going Brooklyn Tabernacle. What about you? Yeah, I think First Noel was a bit, it was lullaby, you know, <laughs> like, and uh, I mean, I guess it's kind of fitting to this type of song, but I think you could have still been a bit more playful with it and kind of tried something new. Um, Love Came Down, you know, it was somehow, even though it was kind of basic, you know, you had the whole like intro and it was kind of like this, ah, but still, like, I feel like it, it took it on another level. I don't know how, really, but somehow. And, you know, I mean, I wouldn't really fall asleep. I, I think that, you know, was a relaxing song in a good way, you know? Mm-hmm. And, well, you know, just, I got to mention, you know, that the girl's voice was obviously amazing, mm-hmm. you know? So that also added up, and I don't know. I just loved Love Came Down, even though, like, you know, even though it was kind of basic, you know, but some, I don't know, something about it is just, I feel like it was still on another level than, you know, like, you shall call his name Jesus. Yes. Yeah, I definitely think it's one of the standouts on the album, so I definitely ditto on most of what you said. Um, The one other thing I was going to point out is, I think the two most lullaby-sounding Christmas songs from my memory are Silent Night and the First Noel. <laughs> they they kind of fall into like the like twinkle twinkle little star type of territory. But it's it's cool. Whenever you're in the mood for it, it's fine. Anyway, we're halfway there. Let's get to Beneath His Father's Heaven, Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir. His Father's Heaven by Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir and the London Studio Orchestra up against Angels We Have Heard on High by Glad. Angels we have heard on high Sweetly singing o'er the plains And the mountains in reply Echoing their joyous strength 
Glad just barely saved themselves for me. If it wasn't for that Gloria and Nick Chelsea's Dale uh, breakdown and chord change, I would have been completely disinterested. That's going up against Beneath His Father's Heaven by Brooklyn Tabernacle. The Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir song I kind of felt like was perfect for a musical. Like if we went back to the old school days of like when DreamWorks animation was like creating prince of egypt or joseph king of dreams i think if they did like a christmas movie that way that song would be perfect for it the beginning sounds like an epic musical but then kind of switches into like a basic like r&b choir territory but a lot of musicals do that they'll start with like this epic intro and then all of a sudden stop and then like betray the whole intro by doing a completely different melody out of nowhere another thing i'm noticing is halfway through I kind of feel like the records are going in reverse. I kind of felt like Glad started off strong as now is getting into average territory. And I kind of felt like Brooklyn Tabernacle started average and is starting to get better as the record goes. That's just my opinion. But um, on these particular two, I'm giving it to Beneath His Father's Heaven again. What about you? Yeah, this is hard, honestly. I like them both. I, I, you know, I love the intro in Beneath His Father's Heaven. And I was like, oh, this is going to be good. But then I kind of switched into like major chord and was kind of more basic and then i was kind of disappointed because of that, that but uh but i love the intro and i think in beneath his father's heaven it was you know it was i guess it was kind of musical like but it wasn't too dramatic like for example the background choir i feel like it was um you know soft you know and it wasn't like this whole it wasn't just over the top you know sometimes the choir the background choir it just kind of ruins the whole thing so yeah i appreciated that uh angels who have heard on high i i liked it when you know the rhythm kind of changed and you know that kind of first i thought okay like this is the kind of basic one right like we heard this before but then it kind of switched and then um i kind of you know i then got more impressed by it mm-hmm. but honestly i don't know i i still think i liked beneath his father's heaven more uh, it was also just more sentimental and yeah but i mean i i think i gotta give points you know for angels we have heard on high i think there was an improvement here yes. yeah i 100 percent agree the other thing and people may agree or disagree with me on this probably it's because of my love for my favorite christmas music movie of all time which is um jim carrey's animated christmas carol i liked how the intro of beneath his father's heaven gave like a spooky strings like only a split second because i think some people forget the spooky side of christmas like i don't think uh mary and joseph would have felt the most warm feeling knowing that king herod is seeking our son to kill him and now we got to run to egypt uh, temporarily uh, before coming back um so there is a spooky side to christmas in that sense if you tell that part of the story but um At the same token, I do wish they would have followed up more on how interesting that intro was. But for keeping my overall attention more smoothly throughout and more consistently, instead of only at the last second of the preview like Glad did, I'm still sticking with Brooklyn. 
man i feel so bad for glad even though that rhymes um <laughs> they're five rounds down and they still haven't got a single point all right glad with oh little town of bethlehem Little Town of Bethlehem by Glad, up against Carol's Medley by Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir. Charles Medley by Brooklyn Tabernacle, up against a little town of Bethlehem by Glad. Okay, I think finally Glad might have redeemed themselves um, halfway through with this one. I kind of felt like they took, in its bare dry state, a Jewish messianic type of sounding Christmas song and actually made it more traditional Christmas, Christmas sounding. Um, it's, it's the type of medley that you I kind of feel like you would be walking past on the street like the the random talented acapella group while it's snowing that has like their hat out where you could tip them a few coins for how good they sing that's the feeling it gave me like a little jazzy on the street going through the shopping mall 
random acapella group. Oh, they're amazing. Let me tip them. So <laughs> it gave me that feeling. But the Carol's medley, uh, I have a love-hate relationship with the Carol the Bells song. The melody to me is epic as ever. I will always love that melody forever. However, I kind of feel like commercials have been abusing it for years because of how fast the melody is, almost like as fast as the flight of the bumblebee melody, almost to the point where they're like, Every commercial of Christmas that comes on, they will purposely play that song to like rush you like, it's the last minute, you got to get to this sale, come on, shop this present right now. <laughs> uh, and I kind of feel like they purposely use the speed of that song to like make people, and what's, what's funny about it too is the melody is also spooky, so it almost like scares them into coming into the store to buy something. Uh, so yeah, that's the only thing. I feel people have abused about that beautiful song. But um, did it do enough for me to do a more impressive job over what Glad did? I don't think so. This might give my first point to Glad for this for this competition. But another thing I'll say about uh, Carol of the Bells is that I kind of feel like that song also... I'm glad they finally did what I was hoping they would do in the first part, which is as soon as they say dong, have it just stop and then just keep you waiting like, okay, what happened to the music? And then all of a sudden this opera voice shows up out of nowhere. (laughs) I remember that used to be jarring for me as a kid, like, what are they trying to do? But when you hear the whole medley, it kind of makes sense. Another funny thing they did is the background vocals. When I was a child, that always sounded like they were singing television so i would always tell my parents uh play play the television christmas song because <laughs> i couldn't interpret what they were saying so it always sounded like you were going television anyway but that's just me i'm giving it to glad what about you i don't know i think a little town of bethlehem it's like just i mean they were going for something there like kind of playing with the chords and everything but it was you know I don't know, I just think that's fitting for, like, you know, Santa Claus is coming to town type of songs, you know? It's like, this is a really power. like, this song has really powerful lyrics, you know? It's, mm-hmm. you know, almost has these kind of revival, like, lyrics, you know, like, oh, come to us, abide in us, well, that's the, you know, later verse. But anyway, you know, and this whole, like, setting, I don't know. I don't think it just conveyed the message, really. Like, like what you said, you know, the uh, acapella group on like a Christmas marketplace, you know, and, you know, it, this is like Rudolph the Red-Nosed rain, uh, Red Reindeer type, you know, so I don't think it really fed to this song. Carol of the Bells was like, at least the beginning part, it didn't really, it wasn't that different from the original, you know, only the orchestra was stronger, but otherwise it was pretty similar I don't know. I like Carol of the Bells. I feel like I should have like heard the whole thing, to be honest. Like, it switched all of a sudden. I was like, oh, what's happening now? Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, I love Carol of the Bells. And, I mean, it sounded good. Like, I can't say anything against that, really. Um, and, you know, at least, you know, they kind of kept it simple. It's, you know, there is beauty and simplicity, you know, and just kind of keeping it to the classic so i don't know i just think a little town of bethlehem didn't 
convey the message that the lyrics do carry, you know? And I don't just think it really fits to this song, so I'll give it to Carol of the Bells. Wow, so that means another tied round, which means Brooklyn is still up four, and Glad still zero. <laughs> Dedicated to your father. Happy birthday, Jesus. Brooklyn <laughs> Tabernacle Choir. Happy Birthday Jesus by Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir, specifically the children, of Against All Praise to You by Glad. I know I'm a father, but I'm going to be very harsh on this round. All right, that was All Praise to You by Glad. Up against Happy Birthday Jesus by Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir. Listen, I'm not one of those 50-year-old moms who's sobbing in a corner by the fireplace, looking at the teddy bears going, Oh, this is so cute. So a song like Happy Birthday Jesus is not really going to impact me the way it would impact a soccer mom who's been packing presents all year. And seems like she always has a box of tissues every time some child steps in the room. 
I'm not one of those types. Even though I love adorableness, it just has to be done to a certain maturity level for me to appreciate it. Um, call me weird or strange for that. That's, that's just how I am. The other thing I didn't appreciate is, even to this day, from childhood to this day, because this, this album came out back in 1995, it was painful for me to sit through, as cute as it was, the mispronunciation or wrong enunciation of the words in Happy Birthday Jesus, especially with the solo. Like, instead of presents, it sounds like she's saying, and the peasants are nice, like peasants. Anyway, but <laughs> that aside, I don't, I think there was, I've heard way more talented children's vocals from traveling around the world so i'm not limited to only american children vocals which i know um if you do more traveling you trust me you can find way more talented children when it comes to solo singing no shade to the children i still appreciated what they did i thought it was very i think they went for more cuteness since they couldn't get that like a-list type of you know children's vocals um it's but i'm sorry it's it's just it didn't do it for me as a child. It doesn't do it for me as an adult. Now, all so all praise to you. I don't know if you heard it. That sounded borderline almost copy and paste of All Lang Syne. <laughs> that sounded very a New Year's Eve vibe instead of a Christmas vibe. So it's always one of the weirdest songs on the album to me. One that I easily skip almost every time. So because both songs didn't do much for me, I'm actually going negative tie, surprisingly, on this one. What about you? Yeah, well, Happy Birthday, Jesus was definitely a major disappointment for me. Uh, the beginning, you know, when they started to sing, like, the actual Happy Birthday song, that kind of already, you know, did it for me. I was like, no, <laughs> you cannot do this. That was, like, the worst part of it. And, yeah, you know, it's just... I don't know. You can make this song sentimental and you can, of course, there's a great message in here, you know, but now it was more just like, you know, going for that cuteness and stuff, you know? So, yeah, I did not like that. Uh, all praise to you. I don't know. I really don't have that many comments about it. It's true that it sound, sounds uh, New Year's Eve and uh, I don't know. I guess it was just pretty basic a, a, uh, acapella again you know yeah. and uh, but i i liked it more than the happy birthday jesus so that honestly ruined happy birthday jesus for me i've never been like a huge fan but that just ruined it for me <laughs> completely like it was so like i just hated the beginning honestly the beginning was so bad yeah it's it's like it's like one of those songs you feel uh, you have to sing it with the family as opposed to I want to sing it. <laughs> but but also, funny enough, I'm the opposite of you. I thought the beginning was the best part of it because for me, I kind of felt like it's a sentiment that's been said for years but never really put into song form that this is Jesus' birthday. Um, so I loved the mood it created. Like we could actually sing Happy Birthday to Jesus. I just complain about the execution of it later on however those same cotton candy keys from love came down and you shall call his name jesus made a return again as soon as you know the 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 basic happy birthday was done anyhow so that means from what it sounded like you're still going to give it to glad 
Okay, so Glad just barely, because of Lila's mercy, got a point on that one, which means that's their first point in the competition. All right, we're nearing the end here. This is God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen by Glad. God rest ye merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. Remember Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day. God Rest You Merry Gentlemen by Glad Up Against They Followed His Star by Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir. Followed his star by Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir up against God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen by Glad. Again, not really crazy about either one of these, but God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen again had a little more pep in its step with the rhythm. It's not sure if you heard it. The background vocals, especially in the beginning, sounded like when uh, someone is just learning like like basic creep piano, like do 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 like that um it almost sounded like adam's family territory but um the other thing i will say about that one is i did like the rhythm better they followed his star i kind of felt like 
was trying to mesh a little one too many genres into one setting. Um, and as talented as the main vocalist is, only later on, like near the end of the preview and then after that, she has like a little bit of nitpicks, I would say, when it comes to stylistic presentation on how she runs a few of her notes. But um, all in all, which one I think sounds overall stronger? Even if it's not fully my cup of tea, I think They Followed His Star has a stronger sound overall, even though I prefer the rhythm of Glad's one. What about you, Lila? I mean, I liked God, uh, God Rest You. Married, uh, what is it called? Married, <laughs> yeah, um, definitely, you know, like how they played with the rhythm. I, I think I, you know, appreciated that. Uh, I think they followed his star. I mean, I didn't really know what to make of it. I think it was giving me like Disney vibes a little bit, even or like, I don't know. I'm not sure. I mean, the vocalist, lead vocalist, you know, she was talented, but it wasn't really anything that spectacular, to be honest. And maybe if they could have, you know, thought about the beginning, the intro a bit differently. But altogether, I enjoyed God First You Mary Gentleman more somehow. Okay, so once again, another opposite vote round, which means Brooklyn Tabernacle still four and Glad stuck on one. Anyway, let's get into these final two rounds. Light of a Million Mornings by Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir. Mornings by Broken Tabernacle Choir. Lila has said it more than once on the show, but in my opinion, this is the only time they've sounded like Disney the entire show. Up against um, Glad with What Child Is This?
whom shepherds guard and angels sing. Haste, haste to bring him, Lord, the babe, the son of Mary. Yeah, what Glad did with What Child Is This there kind of made me feel like, um, I know I've made a lot of New York references earlier, but this time that kind of gave me like a dark Christmas night in London type of feel uh, with the way they mellowed down the like the tune of it and kind of dragged out some of the notes. But up against Light of a Million Mornings, I'm sorry, that melody sounded so commonplace you could have easily re- rewrote those lyrics. I was expecting as soon as the music started uh, for some uh, lady in a dress to come out singing about her Prince Charming or like Bambi to run out of the shadows. Like it was so commonplace Disney to me. Uh, just put like a little bit of an old school tiny opera voice in there like a Julie Andrews or something. Nah, it's just I didn't connect with Light of a Million Mornings. There's three tracks, uh, three, four tracks on the album that seem to be, even though they've grown on me over time because I love the whole album, but they were easy skips for me as a child, maybe even now. Happy Birthday Jesus, First Day of the Sun, Light of a Million Mornings. I would only listen to um, They Followed His Star only because the vocalist uh, has some really entertaining borderline cringe vocals near the end probably at end of light of a million mornings too but yeah i can't i can't give any major points to broken tabernacle this time so i'm giving it to glad just barely what about you yeah definitely um light of a million mornings it was just a flop you know i mean first of all the intro if you're gonna make an intro like that make it short like really long like really long and then, you know, the singer, I mean, like, no offense, but, like, personally, like, I'm not a fan of this kind of <laughs> type of semi-opera voice, you know? Yeah. And it was just really boring. I mean, just simply. And it just really Disney and, um, yeah, just definitely did not impress me at all. What child is this I... Pretty basic, like, you know, in the beginning, but still good. And then with the modulation, you know, it added some flair to that. So I, I really appreciated What Child Is This. And it's definitely, like, a more serious song, you know, and mostly minor chords and stuff. So definitely, I, I just totally understood that, you know, Dark Christmas in London, you know, kind of reference you made. Yeah. Shout shout out to you for knowing the uh, the word modulation by the way because that's a word I haven't used in a while and I was kind of lost for that word when trying to give my vote so I appreciate you for reminding me of that word. All right, getting to the last round and this time you got to add the bonus criteria of who closed out their album better. So starting with All the World Was Waiting by Glad. Through the 
the World Was Waiting by Glad, up against Have a Merry Merry Christmas by Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir. Have a Merry Merry Christmas by Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir and the London Studio Orchestra. Up against All the World Was Waiting by Glad. I mean, to be quite honest, I really didn't feel, you know, I didn't really like either of them that much. Or, I don't know. All the World Was Waiting, I feel pretty basic stuff, you know? Like, don't think there was anything really major there to, like, give that much credit on. Uh, wasn't bad, but it like, you know, quite basic. Then... Um, have a Merry Merry Christmas. I don't know, I just kind of lost it with the intro and then the, you know, keyboard, the, you know, with the strings kind of, uh, I don't know. That was just kind of cheesy for me and I'm just going to give it to all the world was waiting. Oh, okay. I don't know. I just, I just, yeah, sorry. So it was only that borderline cringe that made you go the edge on Glad. Um, for me... Glad kind of left you with a sense of wanting more and not in really a good way, in my opinion. Um, even though I think Have Have a Merry Merry Christmas was more borderline boring territory, um, especially I've never been a fan of the way that lady sings. It's grown on me over time because of how good the melody of the song is. It kind of sounded like end of a Christmas movie type of vibe like uh you're you're saying your final goodbyes to your family while you're walking out the door um presents have already been opened i can only give it a tiny bit of bonus points for that but it has some sense of a closure feeling to it which makes it a, a suitable outro track even though it may not have been executed with more like you know stance or epicness or anything like that to match what they did with the rest of the record at the same time i kind of feel like it had more closure to it while all the world was waiting, it was like, this is a very strange ending. It doesn't really leave, like, the best taste in my mouth. Like, I don't want to go and, like, back and replay the record after a song like this. Like, if they ended it on maybe something like, with what child is this? Then I would feel like a more replay, like, I gotta listen to this record again. For only making me want to replay the record a little bit more, 
but also have a little more sense of closure, I'm going to give it to Brooklyn Tabernacle. So that means nothing to be said on that last round. Brooklyn Tabernacle stood up with four. Glad stood up with one. Which in totality you thought was the better record experience from top to bottom? And then also, which one made you more curious to hear the full versions as opposed to the previews? I mean, I think Brooklyn Tabernacle, you know, they had, I, I suppose they had a more systematic order with the songs, and uh, I kind of got the idea of why they put the songs that way. Uh, with then the acapella choir, what was it? What's the name? Glad. Glad. Mm-hmm. So it's, I don't know, I guess they was kind of put in random order, you know. I don't really know why they put it in that order. I felt like Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir, looking in hindsight, maybe just on this judgment thing, might have bit off one too many styles more than they could chew. I kind of felt like they threw in one a a few too many styles that they either could have saved for different records or maybe like maybe future Christmas experience experiments. I think if you're going to work with the London Studio Orchestra on every song, then it should have a more consistent thematic vibe uh, when it comes to the music and the melody as well. Like, had they stayed in the vibes of, like, Carol of the Bells, or Come Emmanuel, You Shall Call His Name Jesus, throughout the entire record, I kind of felt like it would have been a little more um, cohesive. But throwing reggae in there, a little bit of R&B, a little bit of Disney, it gives... It gives more audiences pleasure, but then it doesn't sound as cohesive or congruent anymore. Uh, while glad I, I felt like it was a lot more cohesive because even for better or worse, it sounded like they had a similar theme going through most of the album with just a few knickknack surprises thrown in in between. I'm only using knickknacks now because Lilo uses it so much. And then there's this chips that they have. Uh, instead of Cheetos in South Africa, they call it knickknacks as well. Anyway, <laughs> all right, Lila, so good to see you once again. Have a merry, merry Christmas to your entire family. Thanks for being a part of this. And look forward to even greater things next year. And hopefully I'll have more surprises for you next year. So how much fun did you have on the show? And uh, just say Merry Christmas to everybody. Yeah, I really liked this. You know, of course, like there is a special place for my heart in my heart for Christmas music. And We've um, listened to a lot of rap music and stuff like that, which is not really my domain, but I feel like this was, you know, more my domain. And yeah, but everyone have a Merry Christmas and make sure to hug someone and yeah. (laughs) Awesome. All right. Take care, Lila. Thanks so much. And God bless you, everybody. Merry Christmas. Let me pause it here.
Yeah.